0: Hey, we're back with episode number 56 of the BrickHouse podcast, Matt.
1: Just being as casual as usual. Hey, we're back.
0: (laughs) I'm Bob Johnson.
1: I'm Matt Baker. Bob, last time uh, we sat down at the old table and talked some basketball, we didn't talk a whole bunch about the playoffs because the playoffs weren't really that interesting. It's Wednesday. It's been a week and a half. The playoffs have gotten a lot more interesting
0: the heat is turned up in here yeah yeah it's finally gotten going pretty exciting yeah and i want to talk a lot about the playoffs this episode i want to talk about dwight howard this episode but i feel like we can't really bury the lead the Brickhouse oh. team of the year just got a new future ex-head coach back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty exciting his name's dave yeager and he got a sixteen million dollar contract with the Sacramento Kings this week.
1: Jaeger, Jaeger's so interesting to me because last year, like during the regular season last year, when he was the coach of the Grizzlies, I'm talking about 2014, 2015, I couldn't have told you who the coach of the Grizzlies were. Right. Cause. But then you started hearing these stories about how Jaeger was a, a hot commodity. Like the Timberwolves really wanted to sign him. Mm-hmm. They, I think he interviewed with them or something, and ended up going back to Memphis. So then now Jaeger's on the radar of, well, oh, this guy's this is a hot coach. People want this coach. Grizzlies fire him. Like, well, oh, this is interesting. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Oh, the, he went to the Kings. Okay, sure.
0: Yeah, I started doing some research on Jaeger, and the general consensus seems to be that he took the Kings job because he has earned mediocre pay. His entire career, he um, he came up in the ranks of the IBL, mm-hmm. which actually tell you the truth, Matt. Before yesterday, I had never <laughs> heard of before. Yeah, he was a, a coach in the IBL for eight years, maybe the CBA, a couple of of other you know much lower tier professional basketball ranks, right? And then he got his job with Memphis. He was assistant coach under Lionel Hollins, right? And then became the head coach with Memphis. But this was before Phil Jackson came to the Knicks and just turned the tables on inexperienced coaches' salaries by offering Derek Fisher $25 million. Derek Fisher and Phil Jackson are basically the coach equivalent of Tristan Thompson's contract (laughs) from this past summer. It's, It's the new bar that any agent who's worth his weight is going to use as an example, or, well, my coach is better than Derek Fisher, yeah. clearly. <laughs> in,
1: in John Wall's case, it's Reggie Jackson. i right. will oh, no. <laughs> never let that go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Vivek Ranadive sent his private plane to Memphis to pick up Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Then they flew to Nebraska to pick up the wife and kids, and then into Sacramento for the interview. And what his I...
1: wife and kids aren't, don't even live in Nebraska. That's the crazy part. <laughs> They're they treat... out there
0: shucking corn for extra bucks because <laughs> the Grizzlies are such penny pinchers. Yeah. <laughs> the whole irony is that Jaeger and his people felt like the Grizzlies were not capable of competing in the National Basketball Association. And legitimately, this is from uh, an Inquisitor article I read. They didn't like the way the roster was being built. He was really upset about the trade deadline trades of Jeff Green and Courtney Lee. Mm-hmm. Because of injuries, they set a record of having 28 players play at some point during this season right. and playoffs. But the idea that they don't trust the competency of the Memphis Grizzlies, so they're going to sign gonna with sign. the Sacramento Kings, yeah. <laughs> I find
1: pretty funny pretty funny statement you know yeah yeah (laughs) we can yeah it's one thing to say you like the roster better but (laughs) yeah but if you to say you like the competency of management you want me to read the list of names that were in the king's coaching search Oh, please please i mean well we might have to edit it for time to keep (laughs) it under four hours Kevin McHale, Frank Vogel, Tom Thibodeau, Scott Brooks, Kenny Atkinson, Luke Walton, Sam Mitchell, Vinnie Del Negro, Mike Woodson, David Blatt, Mark Jackson, Ettore Messina, James Borrego, Henry Bibby, Patrick Ewing, Mark Jackson didn't already say him. Nate McMillan, Jeff Hornacek, Corliss Williamson. Jay Laranaga, Brian Shaw, M.A. Udoka, Jeff Van Gundy, and Monty Williams all drawing Sacramento's eye at one point or another.
0: One thing I was thinking Jaeger and his people might be thinking is the turnaround with the Kings is so great, and if the guy just was trying to make up for lost time coaching in the IBL and making $25,000 a year or whatever it was, sign a three-year deal with the Kings, and then after inevitably 1.4 seasons... Get fired, get paid the rest of that oh, contract, yeah. and you know, casually search for your next job or wait for an opening that's more favorable. on a That better team. Is, that
1: is true. Either way, he's getting paid the most he's ever gotten. So. Yeah. Well, let's
0: get caught up on the playoffs. We uh, we do love the Sacramento Kings, but these <laughs> these playoffs are starting to heat up. Let's let's give everyone an update. The Cavs first off beat the Hawks for nothing. That's first series to end in the
1: semifinals. Finally, we're playing like pick and pop, drive and kick, all these things that they have. All these three point shooters, these things that they weren't doing during the year. That a lot of LeBron ISO ball or things like that. Yeah, they're they're setting and breaking all these team three point records
0: that I have been assuming would all be held and unbeatable records by the warriors, the warriors right. with thompson and and curry throwing in, you know, sometimes 23-pointers a game. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently what happened is Ty Lue had a little pep talk with Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? No,
1: please tell me.
0: The headline was that some of his words were straight out of Pulp Fiction. He told Kevin, "You've got to be more aggressive." Tell LeBron, "I'm a bad motherfucker too." So throw me the goddamn ball. Wow! <laughs> and since then, Kevin Love has been on a tear. He's actually shooting uh, 44% on threes, only 29% on twos, but he's made so many threes this these playoffs so far. Yeah, 28 out of 63. Three pointers. His uh, true shooting percentage is at fifty-one. So three and a half a game. Kevin Love has never lost a playoff game in his career. He has swept the Celtics in the first round last yeah. year. Injured in Game Four by the dastardly Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Ruining Danny Ainge's hopes and dreams. Yeah, so there were some close
0: games, but not a single loss so far for Kevin Love or for the healthy trio of Kyrie, LeBron, and Love. And
1: everyone was saying Kevin Love couldn't get the Timberwolves to the playoffs. Boy, were they wrong! He's a playoff legend. Not
0: only that, with this ball movement, J.R. Smith has turned into Ray Allen. Oh, yeah. The only beef I really have with Kevin Love was after sweeping the Hawks, they asked him, you know, what he was going to do until the next series, and he dropped a Game of Thrones spoiler. Oh, no. Matt, no. He said, you know, well, I'm looking forward to going home and watching Jon Snow.
1: Is that a, a spoiler? Everyone's been, everything I've been watching has been talking about Jon Snow.
0: Despite being free mostly of fantasy and magic, there are elements of it in Game of Thrones. Matt doesn't watch for people who are just tuning in for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, there were only three episodes, and he was going home to watch episode three. This is it's a very fragile thing. You yeah. Know, people you. are pretty. This is important stuff. But <laughs> at, at, at this point, pretty much everybody, I think, is watching them as they come out. Right. Some other uh, crossover media stuff. J.R. Smith and Ben Simmons are rumored to also maybe be in Space Jam 2.
1: What a mon- that's a great monstars right there.
0: It is a coincidence uh or maybe not since Matt and I follow the the underworld of the NBA and the people pulling the strings. Yeah. J.R. Smith and Ben Simmons share the same agent as one star of Space Jam 2. LeBron Bugs James. Buddy. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Bugs has got CAA. You yeah, know, yeah. He's got uh, Ari uh, Emanuel. Eric Bledsoe needs to get on. How do we get Bledsoe on, in the mix on this too?
0: Yeah, Bledsoe, Tristan Thompson, yeah. Mark Jackson, Johnny Manziel. John, is John Wall
1: <laughs> in there? Where's John Wall?
0: Oh, John Wall. He just joined yeah. with, with uh, Clutch Sports too. Manziel.
1: Is there like a is there like a monstars for drinking? Is that the Manzel character? Yeah, he
0: could be the drunk buffoon. They need <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah. Or maybe he could be the Bill Murray golfing with the oh, guys with uh, the L- umbrella hat, you know.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh the other series out east still going on is Toronto and Miami. They're also the latest victim of the NBA injury curse this year. Yeah, but they're also Both of them.
1: Yeah, but Toronto's also a victim of Lowry and DeRozan shooting like 20%. I know losing Valenciunas is really bad and I feel bad for them, but they're getting almost nothing from their guards.
0: Both of the bigs for the teams are out. Whiteside and Valenciunas both got injured in the same game 4. Right. But it has been some pretty exciting games. Dwayne Wade actually has a quote that says, "I don't know how much tighter your butt cheeks can get than this series." <laughs> Let's move on to the next series. <laughs> the Warriors lead the Blazers three games to one. Draymond Green had uh, seven blocks in yeah. game four. Yeah. While being in foul trouble most of that oh, time. Steph Curry went untouchable White Walker on everybody. That's a Game of Thrones reference, Matt.
1: I, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I mean, I don't. I do. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: After starting off 0 for 10, everybody's heard this by now, 17 points in overtime, 27 in fourth quarter in overtime combined.
1: That was insane.
0: I actually told my friend in Oregon, Anders, who's a big Blazers fan, I was, you know, just being boisterous, I was pretty upset about the Clippers losing in the playoffs, uh, obviously. Right. And I said, if the Blazers have a game six, I will go to Portland and buy you a ticket to the game. Oh, wow. Which would be this Friday, but that ain't going to happen. Although it was pretty damn close in that overtime game. We'll find out tonight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. With the Actually, Draymond Green, apparently after game four, goes into the locker room, tells his teammates, okay, guys, let's not give him any bulletin board material. Wait, what? We don't want him having any extra reason yeah. to come out and beat us next game. And all the teammates just stare at him.
1: Yeah. They're like, you're the guy giving them all the bulletin board. Yeah, didn't he do. say something after that? Like, <laughs> and Portland, then he did, yeah. Portland is done? <laughs> yeah, someone asked him, like, do you think Portland's done? He's like, of course I think Portland's done. Yeah. You're asking me. Yeah, but in, his defense, in Draymond's defense, he didn't see any bulletin boards in that room. <laughs> so he takes it literally. He thought it was literally going to go up on the nearest billboard.
0: The most exciting series for me in this semifinals has been the Thunder and the Spurs.
1: Game one, Spurs win by, what, like a million, 40? Yeah, game
0: one, the Spurs had 39 assists. Wow. And they haven't had more than 19 in any of the four games since then. And they also blew two double-digit leads this entire season. Yeah. And have done so twice in the last two games to Oklahoma City. Last night, they did not get a defensive rebound after six minutes and six seconds to go in the fourth quarter. A
1: defensive yeah, rebound. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, Pop was asked about Donovan and how he's how he's done in this series. Pop's answer was, I'm sorry, I didn't realize the series was already over. Ooh. <laughs> Steven Adams is getting pretty quotable as well. I saw him saying, uh, quote, of course, cake is not bread is this why Americans are fat you confuse cake with bread? <laughs> I saw that too. That was great. But for our main segment on this week's episode of Brick House, Matt, I had been anticipating the TNT Inside the NBA post-game show to the Thunder Spurs game almost as much as the Thunder Spurs Game 5. That is because I had heard that One Dwight Howard was filling in for fellow Superman Shaquille O'Neal, who we learned a few weeks ago now shares the same agent, Perry Rogers. Right. It seemed like he was clearly trying to make a case in a last-ditch effort, since he's not playing in the playoffs, for why he is a max player. And from the NBA Reddit discussion threads... A lot of people seemed pretty convinced by Dwight. Listeners should watch for themselves if uh, if they missed it on TNT. Yeah. But Charles and Kenny—it's been called an intervention. They asked him directly, mm-hmm. "Why do you think people don't like you?" Mm-hmm. He smiles, and because he likes to have a good time. Yeah. But when they're winning, that's fine. But if they're losing, can't smile. He gets criticized for that. But if he doesn't smile, then he gets accused of being disengaged. Right. Kenny and Charles had ways of trying to ease him into the criticisms that they make on a pretty much nightly basis about him. Right. Charles said he was on the back nine of his career. Kenny said stuff like, you know, if your teammates won't throw you the ball, never thought about, I don't know, rebounded? <laughs> <laughs> Dwight, while wearing a mob suit, found his way to, to make his best-case scenario offer to a team to hire him, and it inspired me to make a ranking of Dwight Howard's likelihood to play for each NBA team. This is great. This summer, Matt, the salary cap space for all 30 teams combined is over $1 billion.
1: Like unused cap space?
0: If If all, yeah, unused cap space of all 30 teams combined for next season is $1 billion. Wow. So one of these 30 teams is going to hire Dwight Howard. We got him ranked, of course, counting down number 30 to number one for a little drama. Can I guess who number 30 is? Please. Lakers. (laughs) Lakers. I didn't put the Lakers at 30. I thought you might guess that. Okay. I've got them further down the list where you might not expect them. Spurs. Spurs is exactly
1: okay. right. Okay, yeah.
0: And I'd like to, uh, you know, go through these pretty quickly and just give uh, you know, comment or two about how Dwight would fit in with okay. uh, Team X. I, I
1: won't interrupt. Have at it.
0: Oh, please interrupt. Okay. Give me your, give me your comments, okay. man. That's what people tune in for.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: The Spurs hacked Dwight. They don't hire him. Number 29, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have the best center in the world already. Plus, Prince would have never stood for this. <laughs> uh, number 28, Cleveland Cavaliers. He would not fit in or fit out. That's a Kevin Love joke. Right. Number 27, Golden State Warriors. I only put them this low because their owner Joe Lacob self proclaims to be a Silicon Valley genius. Yeah,
1: he's like the smartest man in the world.
0: Yeah. And so getting Dwight Howard may be just so outside the box enough that he would convince himself it was, you know, the right idea. Yeah. But inevitably he's hired enough people that would talk him off that ledge. So number 26 LA Clippers. Oh, wow. I just put simply, they wouldn't want Blake to break his hand punching a dude in the face again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number 25, Oklahoma City Thunder. Not sure even Dwight would live in Oklahoma for max money if Sam Presti even wanted him. And Durant and Westbrook think he's a punk. I mean, they yell obscenities at him from the bench. Mm-hmm. Number 24, Indiana Pacers. We saw Larry Legend in, in full form this week. Firing Frank Vogel or not renewing his contract and publicly stating how Frank pleaded for his job, right? I'm guessing the magic that Larry legend had with Lance Stevenson being a sort of head case he could work with Would not translate to giving Dwight 30 million dollars to play basketball Number 23 Memphis Grizzlies these guys need everything but a center pretty much uh, they have Mark Gasol locked down for the next four years. I mean, he may have a foot injury, and they may need a center eventually, but yeah. they're pretty much set with a franchise max player there.
1: They need, And they don't need any more players that their age starts with a three. They need more 20-year-olds. Yeah, that's
0: probably the direction they'll go. Number 22, Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah. Dwight Howard actually wouldn't mind living in Utah, surprisingly, but one thing he can abide by... Is the former owner, Larry Miller, attempting to rip off Dwight Howard's favorite place Uh. (laughs) in the world, Casa Bonita? This is all a guess, but I assume it's true.
1: Yeah. He's a man of principle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number 21, Detroit Pistons.
1: This is is awkward. I was thinking this this is is kind
0: of like when you run into like let's say uh reggie bush right yeah he's dating kim kardashian next girlfriend he has looks exactly like kim kardashian you know stan van gundy's moved on he's found a younger dwight yeah but his name's andre yeah but he's a free (laughs) agent too yeah, but they're maxing him out. He's, okay. he, he did the uh, Kawhi thing and to let the coach get as many free agents to build a good team around him. Right. Number 20 on this list, after last night, Matt, when you eventually watch this entire interview with Dwight Howard, you'll think, I'm crazy for not putting these guys at number 30. But it's the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. He's not going back there. Yeah. That is very clear. Very clear, even though despite all the efforts of Kenny Charles and Matt Weiner – He would not say he's even—he hasn't even thought about whether or not he's going to opt out this year.
1: It's one thing to not want to go back, but it might be another thing when they're one of the few people that offer you a contract, potentially.
0: Well, that's why I put him at 20, because if nobody else wants him, the Rockets will still have him. Sure. Number 19, New Orleans Pelicans. Like the T-Wolves, they're set at the center position for the next 15 years. Number 18, New York Knicks shocked to see they're high on this list but uh, I don't think Phil Jackson would even do it even if it was a good idea number 17 Matt here they are LA Lakers and I'll tell you why they have to act like they would never ever ever sign him again but their front office is so discombobulated right now and throwing money at every free agent superstar that if he said had some sort of inkling they probably wouldn't sign him again, but they would have a meeting about it. And we're getting to that point in the list now where people, yeah, maybe you could see it. But, you know, you've got to get closer to the top five, top ten to really see teams that right, could right. realistically be a fit with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the doofy one. Number 16, Toronto Raptors. This one, this one, again, is a strange reason why it's just personally won't work out for Dwight. He, uh, he confessed while working with the, the L.A. Lakers that he's a really sensitive guy. Yeah. And uh, this affects his free-throw shooting. He's worried that people aren't going to like him, and all that. It becomes a vicious cycle in his head right. where it builds up so much pressure and fucks up the free-throws. He also admitted that he cried during the Tom Cruise movie Jack Reacher. Oh, okay. Jurassic Park was... At a time in Dwight's life that was really emotional for him, and I think going uh, to Toronto would bring back just too many tough memories. Too many tough it's, memories. It's just those Raptors. Man. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're terrifying. They are. Number 15, the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge collects things that people want to trade for, and he trades for players that he wants. Right. This this is the problem for Dwight, so yeah, not going to go there. Number 14, the Washington Wizards. This this I think could happen. It's intriguing. I think this would be like the Knicks signing Amari Stoudemire after years of thinking that, you know, LeBron James would come to them in 2010. Right. You know, LeBron loves New York. He's always wearing Yankees hats. He's obviously going to come to the yeah, Knicks, yeah, you know. Right. Oh, that didn't work out. Well, let's give a max contract to Amari then. Oh, they won't insure his niece? That, yeah, that shouldn't sure. be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: all guaranteed.
0: <laughs> Moving on, Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. You would think that they should be higher on this list. They have more cap space than anybody except maybe the Lakers. But half of their team plays center. And all of those guys combined don't even make half as much as Dwight Howard. Right. So they're going to be trading away centers yeah yeah they're not four centers they don't need
1: more centers number 12
0: phoenix suns matt can you believe it dwight howard might be going to the phoenix oh, suns
1: man, i can't believe it and i don't i sure I this don't is want.
0: this is how i see this happening okay they're lost at sea and this big goofy dude may look like a rescue boat to ryan mcdonough He's suffering, man. I think he's got like severe delusional heat stroke, and you know, he could see Dwight Howard and, and maybe an oasis? S- see it as a way out. Uh, yeah. I bring this up because I also wanted to tell you about how Alex Len almost got lost at sea <laughs> this offseason. <laughs> These NBA players flock to tropical destinations as right. soon as the season ends, and he was out swimming with his friends in a rainstorm and uh sure enough the tide pulled his friend out and he went swimming after him brave as it was uh they're both dead now <laughs> 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 oh no, that's not true alex led saved that's his friend good, good job good job <laughs> number 11 chicago bulls they have a cheap owner but the whole team could be different by next year and this team could be blown up right that rumors of jimmy butler Wanting out, wanting to go back to Thibodeau. Joachim Noah's probably gone. Derek Rose, he'll be there. <laughs>
1: he'll, he'll, yeah, the one constant.
0: Number 10, we're starting to get into possible territory oh, yeah. here. Denver Nuggets. Oh, They've also got a ton of cap space. Yeah, that's an
1: interesting one.
0: I think Mike Malone has shown that after working with Boogie Cousins and having some success with him, mm-hmm. maybe he could be a guy who could be the Dwight Whisperer. Right. You know,
1: yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that one. Number nine, Dallas Mavericks. They've kind of always wanted him for some reason.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Chandler, Chandler Parsons and him had the former agents together. Dan Fagan um, and Parsons has said that they would like to have Dwight. I think Cuban said they would like to have him, but not for a max deal. So maybe that if he actually does value winning, as he said in his TNT interview, that he might do that. However, my prediction is that Dirk would announce his retirement uh, 15 games into next season, sort of like Kobe. You know, it's just like, yep, this is my last year. Except that would be his last game. (laughs) (laughs) 15 games of sharing a locker room with Dwight and Chandler Parsons. He's done. Yeah, He can't handle that. Of course. This next team has been in the top three on a lot of people's lists, but I find that short sighted. The Charlotte Hornets. Uh. Charlotte Hornets have been rumored to be up there on on the list of potential fits, but I don't like it for a particular reason having to do with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yeah. We we've already broke news that Jordan avoids drafting Duke players but because of his North Carolina ties. Right. In fact wouldn't even trade seven draft picks so uh the celtics could get justice winslow yeah
1: he not only doesn't draft him he tries to prevent other people from drafting him
0: another thing michael jordan likes the almighty dollar yeah and nike Ooh, and dwight howard is with adidas oh no not on mj's team not on his team Number seven, Miami Heat. I don't really see them signing him, but I just feel like... Old
1: Riles might get up to something. Yeah,
0: he, the Riley Mafia is is, uh, is unpredictable, and they get whoever they want. Number six, Brooklyn Nets. I know they have a new GM straight from the Spurs, but they're still owned by a Bond villain. Yeah, And Dwight Howard is kind of an NBA villain with yeah. the shit-eating grin.
1: Got to keep all the villains together.
0: Number five, the Orlando Magic, Matt.
1: This would be a candidate for people to be higher on the list, I think.
0: The Orlando Magic, yeah. I mean, um, the reason I don't have them higher is, even though Dwight might want to go back there because he has the fond memories of the time when he was still liked and being voted into the All-Star Game starter on a consistent basis. But I think what sets it back is Scott Skiles, similar to Game of Thrones, they have trial by combat. Scott Skiles challenges Dwight Howard <laughs> to a potato sack fight. And I don't know if you're familiar with potato sack fights, <laughs> no. Matt. That's no. where you get a giant potato sack and put two men in it until one man emerges as the victor. And you know who I'd never fucking get bet against in a potato sack fight? Scott Skiles. Scott fucking Skiles. <laughs> Dwight Howard may be strong, but he's not winning in a potato sack fight with Scott Skiles. Number right.
1: Four <laughs> number okay.
0: four on the list is the Milwaukee Bucks. These guys, I think, are probably similar to Joe Lacobe, where they're Silicon Valley guys, and they think you know they can they can tinker yeah. and uh, you know be smarter than everybody else and figure it out, right, unlike the Golden State Warriors, they're not the greatest team of all time, mm-hmm. so they might actually try and tinker, yeah. Number three, Portland Trailblazers. This is a team that I think is a dark horse to actually sign Dwight. Paul Allen certainly has deep pockets, and they're set in the backcourt with yeah. McCollum and Lillard, but could use a guy like Dwight. And he is not a bad player. We like to to give him a lot of crap because he's not doing what he was doing in sure. Orlando. But he's a, he's a decent player. Right. And I think that they might actually go for this. Neil O'Shea is a smart guy. Yeah. I don't know if he'll give him the max, but another team that if he actually wanted to win, this would be a team that he could do it at. And okay they, so, they totally overachieved this year, and another all-star former all-star could could have helped him win that
1: game four against the Warriors. I don't hate it. Yeah. who do you think number two is, Matt Oh. I'm, I've been trying to keep track of all the teams in my head, and I've been failing. Number two is the Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah. This is
0: what is echoing in Dave Yeager's head. He 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 doesn't sleep much in Sacramento. It's just echoing in his head over and over again. Is, I didn't think Memphis knew how to put together an NBA basketball team. I didn't think Memphis knew how to put together. This will drive him mad. Yeah. He's working for Vlady Divac now. Yeah.
1: You start writing on the walls. and
0: <laughs> The number one team, Brickhouse Predictions, to sign Dwight Howard as the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. Hawks. Cue the worst I'm coming home montage in all time oh, for man. the perpetually disappointed yeah, just this, Atlanta Hawks fan
1: base. The saddest <laughs> I'm coming home montage there is. Do they bring Josh Smith back for a big family reunion?
0: Oh, Josh Smith is—it's a package deal. It's it's like it's like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley and Step Brothers. All right, well, let's go through some uh, some quick hitters from uh, shit in the past ten days in the NBA. I thought was funny. Iman Shumpert revealed in these new little uh, Vice Sports videos they do on YouTube that his favorite cartoon character is Johnny Bravo. Huh. In fact, it's the inspiration for his hair. This is what Shump had to say about JB. Nobody ruins his day. He's always going after a girl, and if he doesn't go, if, if she doesn't go for him, he goes to the next one and doesn't let that shit affect his day. He, he doesn't say, yo, I'm going to go run up on this girl. No, he straight up skips across the street and tells the girl, do the monkey with me. Johnny Bravo say, do the monkey, you hitting the monkey, straight up.
1: Sure. (laughs) Whatever that. Yeah. Uh,
0: The executive of the year voting results are in and uh, RC Buford of the San Antonio Spurs won. Right. 77 points. The close second was Neil O'Shea of the of the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting in the fact that Buford's biggest offseason acquisition was acquiring LaMarcus Aldridge and O'Shea. Acquired a lot of players to make up for the fact that he lost Lamarcus yeah. Aldrich and both ended up one and two. Sam Hinkie actually got five points one second place vote and two third place votes uh, for number 11 in the executive of the year voting results. How'd that happen? Same amount as Sam Presti. I think the flightless bird was just getting a send off from those few executives that are in his corner. Godspeed doc rivers was awarded uh, zero points zero
1: points in the executive of the year no points voted results and may god have mercy on all (laughs) our students
0: i have one segment that i've named matt barnes has got your fucking mother's day card right here
1: (laughs) man i've been i've been during this podcast i've been Looking at articles about this story This is this is something To catch people up If you're not in the
0: know Matt Barnes on Mother's Day Posted on uh, one of the social medias A picture of Gloria Govon His ex-wife and their kids And said a happy Mother's Day D Fish little later in the day Posted a different picture of Govon And the kids On Facebook said Hope you've enjoyed a nice relaxing day today You deserve it Happy Mother's Day. I saw this and I was writing notes for this podcast and wrote, I can't wait to see Matt Barnes' response to this. Yeah. Not 30 minutes later, Matt Barnes responded on Instagram, although he didn't really say it was a response. He said it was a uh, public service announcement. The post on Instagram was, People will disrespect the fuck out of you and then play the victim when they turn up on they ass. Okay. The public service announcement says, This is my page, in case any of you were confused, which means I'll post what I want to post. But my kids are off limits. You come for them and I'm coming back for you. Don't care if you're male, female, or Obama. Plain and simple. Stick to the script and we good. Now y'all have a great week in life. And then he has some asterisks. This post has nothing to do with Derek. It's all—it's—it's <laughs> it's to all of you thumb thugs out there that are Mike Tyson online and then silent as a church mouse in real life.
1: So it has everything to do with Derek.
0: It has everything to do with Derek, but we can also thank Matt Barnes for introducing the term thumb thugs. Thumb thugs. For the internet trolls. Yeah, that's Love pretty it. great. I don't, I don't know how Matt Barnes types on a computer, uh, but uh, I normally only use the thumb for the space bar, personally.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not the perfect typist, either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're no thumb thug. I know you. You want to be thumb thug? Fisher took bar- Barnes' wife and the kids to uh, Angry Birds. That son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> when you think about it, though, Barnes and Fisher are just a couple of Angry Birds themselves. Let's do the fastest
0: Diss of the Week ever. Yo mama is so fat! Matt, you set this over to me. Uh, Someone tweeted, keeping people posted, that the Houston Rockets will interview Kenny Smith this week. (laughs) And then Scott Howard, 42, on Twitter, simply retweeted and replied, For what? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Thought that was hilarious. That was a really good one. Yeah.
0: On the next episode of Brick House. All right. Well, we can't wait to talk more NBA playoffs on the next episode. Uh, But also can't wait to tell you not about the casting for Space Jam 2, but a hypothetical casting of entirely Cleveland Cavaliers players. Pulp Fiction oh, too, oh. and seeing as Ty Liu is dubbed Kevin Love, a bad motherfucker, I assume he's got to play the the Samuel Jackson role. Of course, he's already got a Jerry Curl. Yeah, and this would make LeBron James, Marcellus Wallace, Kyrie is obviously a uh, Vincent Vega, Dan obviously. Gilbert is probably Tarantino. This is a, a better idea than Space Jam 2, and I just came up with it. So you're welcome, Rich Paul. You can find us at Brickhouse, Brickhouse Pod. Soon coming website, brickhousepodcast.com. We're going to have blogs, all the pods, funny pictures, good times. Good times all around by everyone.
1: Funny so- pictures. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll edit that out.
0: You can't promise funny pictures. That's so subjective. (laughs) But tweet at us, Rich Paul. Talk to you soon, Matt Baker.